Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Welcome, welcome, welcome to another edition of All Ball Chicago. I'm your co-host, Robert Bobby Reed, and I got the legend, the NBA veteran, the McDonald All-American, your host, Marcus, living in the building. What's up, Marcus? And now, I got to announce a special guest. We got the big fella. He can score the ball on every level. A Temple legend. Drafted to the NBA the first round of 1991. We want to give it up for a shaking, bacon, mark, making. What's up with it, man? What's up, players? What's happening? What's happening? <laughs> hey, Mark, Mark wanted to get on with us last night. Man, we with the 87 crew, so I said I got to get my man back on the next day, man, so we can chop it up because this is my man. We've been through a lot together, man, and I just wanted to have Mark come on and just share some light with some of our listeners, man, from some of the things that he's been doing and, and what he's up to now. So, Mark, happy to have you on here, my brother, man, and let's, uh, let's just start off by talking about, you know, your upbringing in, you know, Saginaw, Michigan, um, when you first started playing the game of basketball, uh, I kind of know your story, but kind of short share it with uh, some of our listeners. Well, I started playing when I was 10. Uh, my older brother put the ball in my hand, and first thing he told me was how to shoot a layup. Then after that, he said, everything you do with your right hand, you got to do with your left hand. So that started the ball rolling there. And I could never shoot until I got into the eighth grade. So I was only a penetrator and a ball handler and a defender. That's all I could do. You know, by the time I was in the eighth grade, I could shoot a little bit, got to ninth grade. Between eighth grade, summer, going to ninth grade, all I did was shoot, 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 shoot. So by the time I got into ninth grade, I could shoot. I ended up stealing uh, my form from these, from the cats in Flint. You know, the Eric Turners and you know, Anthony Pendleton and, and, and Mark Harris, those guys, those kind of guys like that. So I stole their, their form and created a shot, man. And then I got into, got into high school. My first year, my first summer going, my first summer game, going into the ninth grade, we played at St. Cecilia in Detroit, which is a mecca of basketball in the city of Michigan. Uh, where all guys come through, man. And my coach said, if you can play here, you can play against anybody. He said I had 14 points. I said I had two. You know, <laughs> I got I got a steal at half court and a layup. And from that point on, I said, hey man, I can play with anybody. You know, being in being in the small Saginaw, you know, which which is where I'm at right now. Uh, you know, I played against everybody around here and, and some people in Flint, but I never went to Detroit and played. So I didn't know anything about people outside of my little little areas, you know, between here and Flint. And when I got down there, man, and I scored them two points, I was like, it's it's that's it. It's a wrap. I can play with anybody. Man. I can play with anybody. I'm just as good as anybody. And so two from points from that standpoint. Yeah, from that standpoint, freshman year, I averaged like 20 points. You know what I mean? My sophomore year, I averaged close to 25. And we had a uh, the story is I won this, I won a scoring title in my city, around my city, pretty much all this area in my conference. But it was a game the night after we played. But in the paper, they said that I won it. They said I won a champ- I won a scoring championship. And the next night, a guy scored like, say for instance, my average was like 
he ended up scoring and brought his average up to 24.7. So he ended up winning the scoring title, trophy, all that kind of stuff. So, you know, I'm, I'm pissed off then. So I said the next year, ain't nobody going to be close. Wow. So I, wasn't nobody within five points of me. <laughs> and what happened was they canceled the scoring title match. They canceled the scoring title completely. What? So it wasn't no happiness. It wasn't no joy. And from that point there, I stopped reading the paper. I stopped doing anything and stopped. You know, I was really pissed because I, I don't want to call it a racial epithet, but it had its connotations. You see what hmm. I'm saying? Here, I want it outright, hands down, nowhere near it. And they took it from me. So, you know, I left that alone. But next year, I averaged points. And then uh, the rest is history. But meeting Marcus, who we meet? My, uh, what are we going to be? Being sophomores at BC? Uh-huh. Yeah, we're going to our sophomore year at BC. We met at BC uh, camp, basketball camp. Me, you, Tracy Dildy, uh-huh. Dom, uh, Dominique. Yeah. And all y'all cast. I mean, everybody was there. You had Harris there, uh, who jumped over the table. Uh-huh. Yeah. Tony, Tony Harris. Yeah. Yeah. You had you had uh Sean Elliott was there, Rex Chapman was there, you had T Mills was there, all the cats were there. And the crazy, the crazy thing about it is. We was playing, right? We was in a championship. Dildy was the point guard. I'm playing two. I can't remember who else was on the squad. I think Dominique was on the squad, though. Uh, and we got to play so many minutes per game, right? And so Dildy had played out all his minutes. So he was the point guard. I'm talking about smooth, slow as all outdoors. Just <laughs> play, man. I mean, just knew how to play. So... And he had a gift of gab too, you know. Yeah, he did. But he ended up saying, okay, man, somebody got to get hurt so I can come back in and play. I think, <laughs> and I think he was playing Sean Elliott, them, I think, and uh, or T Mills, one of them teams he was playing on, man. And I think Dominique went down and faked the injury. <laughs> so, so Tilda can get back in the game. We almost won it, we ended up losing, man. But that was that story right there was was the making of our relationship yeah. and their relationship because we kind of hung out the whole time, you know, me and him, Doc, and, and all those guys the whole time I was there because, you know, I, I knew T. Mills then, but I wasn't hanging out with them. You know, I had family in Chicago. Right. So so that was kind of a kindred kind of thing for me, you know. And, yeah, and then you go, to, you, know, you go to college and, you know, we go to the, to the McDonald's game. And that's why I wanted to be on yesterday, man, because I wanted to talk about, for me, that game, was was a turning point in my reality of the the business of basketball and also the politics of it because I won MVP but I thought that on my team we had uh shorter yeah what was the name Brian shorter Brad, Brian shorter was bar bar none one of the best players there yeah at the time he was just he was doing what most guys do in, in, in all-star games now. They just go for themselves. Mm-hmm. And I and I remember, you know, him getting the rebound and everybody being down there on the other side of the floor. He just dribbled the ball up, dribbled the ball up, you know, and, 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 and put the ball in the basket. And then after the game, you know, they ended up giving me the, the you know, they gave me the, 
MVP, but that could have been a Philly thing. It could have been a, a whole lot of stuff. But I didn't I didn't have a bad game. I just remember oh. those kinds of things. I remember the Bradford Smith giving me an in and out of something, shaking my boots. You know what I mean? And scoring, I said, okay, okay, I, this can't happen. I had, to come back. I had to come back and give it back to him. Right. And that kind of thing. And, well, Marcus, you were the player of the year then, wasn't you? Um, I I won like three or four of them, and but Dennis Scott got the that 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 Naismith Player of the Year. He, got the uh, he did, he did, and uh, that's why I wanted to get him on yesterday so we could chop it up and talk about some of that stuff. But he didn't, you know, he couldn't make it. But but Mark, man, I um I remember that man, and and the way we play in the game, where the, the way the game is played now is kind of different. You like you like, you like what you just mentioned. You said LeBradford gave you an in and out, and you was like, "I'm going right back at him because I gotta, yeah. you know, get get my get my revenge on him." Right. You know, we don't see that much of that type of. Uh, I'm gonna you 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 try to dominate me, I'm gonna try to dominate you. Right. We don't see that as much now and to get today's game. Why you think that? Why you think that? You know, I I think it's still competition, but it's, they're not as competitive. I uh I think. In the in the in the past years in the previous in the past coming back to the present, I think that the style of ball has changed, but the mentality changed, man. I see guys like you and I wouldn't want to play against each other. Would want to want to play with each other. We want we want to play against each other. Right. Like these guys would rather play with the best player than play against. Them. If I came to if I came to the court, and you were the man. Oh, I got him. I want to right. see if he's the man. I want to right. see what he got. I want to see what he can do. These guys, though they are competitive, they don't want to. They don't want to go at the competitive guy. They don't want to go at the guy that's the man. You know what I mean? I, I think, in that aspect, the the competitiveness in past and in, in present is much much different. They're still competitive now. You know, you still have guys that think that way, but not everybody. Not hey, Mark, everybody. let me ask you this: What was the drop off at as far as the last player you saw in the league like that? In to terms of torch, to carry that torch, they go at you oh, every still, night. I mean, it's still guys like that. You know what I mean? You still got you still got him. You got you got Kevin. You got uh you got Curry. You got a lot of guys. I mean, I'm gonna tell you who who's one of my favorite players, and he might not be a super offensive guy. That boy on that boy with the Clippers, man. The defender from Chicago. I can't even think of his name. Patrick Beverly. Beverly, oh man, I love his. <laughs> man, he in your job, and he can score when he wants to. He just right. do it. He does his job. He probably right. has guys. He has guys that do that. And and you and you gotta like, you gotta like uh, Kawhi. You gotta like Paul. You, you know, you gotta like guys like that. I think, I think Dwayne Wade was the last the epitome one. of that. You know, LeBron in his own in his own way. Uh, is is that guy? But when people talk about LeBron, I, I think I put LeBron in a category of magic. You know, right? What I mean? Yeah. When, when when you when you compare guys being the goats and all that kind of stuff, you compare guys to who they actually resemble. LeBron is a distributor. He's a right. guy that makes everybody around him better. Right. You know what I mean? He has a very yeah. he has he has a mentality of a great competitor. You know. But you also have you have assassins. You know. Man, Mark, may, that's, may rest in peace. that's crazy, man. That's crazy that you say that because this is like one of the first times I actually heard somebody actually say the comparison was more so 
magic than Michael. So, and I always said that too, like, why would they compare the two when Michael is the more dominant, you know, ball player with the, you got to have the ball in his hands to make a lot of things happen. LeBron is, you know, is more like that magic Johnson type. So yeah, I agree with you on that. He's a, he's a just, he's a distributor, man. He's a guy that goes and makes again, everybody around him better. He scores. He makes right. everybody else around him better. So, that's where I compare him. And you can compare you can you can compare LeBron to like a Scotty Pippen. Because Scotty Pippen was the point guard mm-hmm, right. on that on that Bulls team. He could distribute, he can score, he can get things done, he can defend. You right. know, and so that's in, in, in comparison. But to get back to the point, you got uh you just have those those killers. You have mm-hmm. a killer. And I, I think Curry's a killer. I think that Kawhi's a killer. I think that uh KD. Who's that? You said KD. 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 And the thing about it is he knows it. And that's and, and that's the utmost confidence you can have that you know it. Like there ain't nothing you can do with me. You might, I'm KD. You know my name. You know who I am. What's my name? That kind of thing. I mean that's but that's the same mentality that 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 Jordan had, but Jordan made his made himself such a competitor. He's still that today, man. You know, when 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 you seen that 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 ten episode, his eyes got red. You know what I mean when he talked about certain guys, man. He, you know he he got pissed off all over again. The bull came out up. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but but that's it. That's always been him. That's Ooh. always been him, man. And and it's and it's almost seems like he's uh, I ain't gonna say reckless. I will do. I, it's, it almost seems like he's a rec- recluse because he's in the business world now. But he has that same mentality in the business world. Wow! Right, same mentality. That yeah, serious, now, now Zeke was too. Zeke was Zeke, the same Zeke, way too. Zeke, yeah, I, I, I think Zeke. Way, man. I agree with you. I same agree way. with. I agree with you. I agree with. You. And um, let's talk a little bit. I know Rob's gonna have some stuff. You know, he want to ask you too. But no, let's I'm, talk. I'm rolling. I'm good. I right, keep let's going. Talk, let's go. All right, let's talk about you know college now. You at Temple, oh. and, and and for one. It's two part question. What made you pick Temple, and then that relationship that you had, that father coach type relationship that you and Coach Cheney had? I always looked at that, and I envy that man. I was like, man, I want, I want that type, <laughs> you know, situation, man, with my coach. Well, what made me choose Temple was coach. Really, you know, most of most of us chose our coaches based upon that, but he was recruiting my teammates. They didn't think they had a chance with me. And I was going to Georgetown regardless. I didn't care what was happening. I was going to Georgetown. So he came and we played uh, a Philly All-Star team at the Saint in Detroit. And my job was to make my guy get off. So I got him off in the first half and I got mine in the second half. But the next day, he came back to our little uh, summer workouts. And he was speaking, man. He started talking ABC, one, two, three, back to eight. You know what I mean? It just was just talking about angles on the floor, where you get the ball, how do you distribute the ball into the post, those kinds of things. I'm like, wow, mm-hmm. he's teaching basketball. That's where I want to go. And mm-hmm. so I, I I said to my coach, coach, this is where I want to go. I want to go there. And he said, well, you know, they recruit Sean, you got to ask Sean. It's Sean Randolph was my teammate. Okay. So I, I, I went to him and said, listen, man, we had never been separated. We had been together since the kindergarten. Oh, wow. We've been separating. All our success has been together. Can I go to school with you? And he said, yeah. The rest is history. 
Wow. That's the history, man. Yeah. Wow. And I went to Temple, but it's it's it's, uh, it's ironic, Mark, that you talk about our relationship because people thought our relationship was more basketball. Our relationship was more father and son than it was basketball. Basketball was done when we practiced, but it was all the things that we did after practice. You know, what I mean, I was in his office every day. You know, we talked life. We never really talked basketball uh, after practice. We only talked life, man. We talked about food, clothing, and shelter, watching uh, Judge Joe Brown, you know, him laughing and giggling. And, you know, Cosby would call every now and then. They, they you know, they going back and forth on the phone and certain guys. It was more, it was, it was more about life for me and him than it was anything. And it, Say and Cosby. It, yeah, you know, Bill Cosby. Bill Cosby called. He would call slid that in there like we. <laughs> this Cosby, well, man. I knew, I knew the relationship. I knew the relationship. That. Yeah. I mean, it Two was strong black men, men too? Huh? Talk yeah. about that. Yeah. I mean, yeah. no, no doubt. I mean, it's, it's like, again, it was more of him molding me into, from a young man to a man. A whole lot of wisdom. You know, a whole lot of life stuff, man. And taking me around introducing me to people, then rolling up on yourself. I could be walking home from the gym and he was the kind of guy that might just drive up and be like, oh, snap. You know, you might have your girlfriend with you, like, oh, just keep walking, keep walking. Right. <laughs> then you stop and he talked to you, you know, he talked to you about, you know, do's and don'ts. There's going to be more more don'ts than there are going to be do's, meaning more yes, more no's than are going to be yes. Mm -hmm. In life, you know, those kinds of things, you know, again, telling me, you got to know how to cook. You got to know how to clean. You got to know how to sew. Those right. kinds of things we talked about. And then also, I remember going to see him speak at a uh, engagement. I was driving with him. He said, Mark, I never write anything down. I put a theme down and then I go. Mm. And then I always come back to my theme. And I, I took that. I took that from him and said, you know what? Because a lot of people write this. They write their speeches and stuff down who never did that because he always spoke from his heart. He just picked the theme to go on and he might get, you might think he way off. He, he come right back to that point, man. And he does wow. it all the time. He still do it now when I talk to him. I ain't talked to him in some weeks, but when I still, when I talk to him, he does it now, man. So it was more of a father son relationship. And, 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 and Mark, I think that is so important though, when you're recruiting a kid that, just as much as that kid wants to go to that university or a big name, a big time university, the coach is the main reason you should want to attend that school because that coach is should his, his job is to mentor you and instill in you some great things to help prepare you for life after basketball, not just basketball like what you just mentioned, but right. life after basketball. And I didn't get that. You know, and I'm going to be real with you. I didn't get that at the University of Illinois. Uh, Lou Henson was a standoffish type of coach. Um, he didn't really want to get to know where I came from, uh, born, you know, coming from Chicago in the projects. He didn't want to, you know, get to know my mom, my dad, you know, but that was his choice. But I should have looked at that and asked people who was ahead of me who went to that school and, and found out that he didn't do that. And maybe my decision would have been a little bit different about attending that school because I needed someone like that. Right. And I, I think, Marcus, you're absolutely correct, man. You're absolutely correct. I wouldn't have knew that. You know what I mean? I wouldn't have knew that at all. But uh, also, the young, the young people today, they go into schools not solely based on coaching. They go into school based on how much quote unquote uh, coverage they can get on TV when they're going to be seen. They want to go to power five schools. 
And they're not trying to go to schools and make a name for themselves. They want to go to a school that already has a name. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And they're not, you know, again, some are, some are going to school because of coaches. Most are not. Most are going to school because Villanova winner. Kentucky right. is a winner. Mm-hmm. You know, Michigan is a winner. Illinois is coming back. I got, I got to throw that in there. Temple coming back. <laughs> right. You know, but those power five schools, those big five schools, are going to always get your, get your 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 marquee players now, not the smaller schools or those mid those mid majors. Those schools are not going to get the kind of players that these other schools get, and they're, they're not always going to have relationships. There's a lot of coaches that are like what you might have considered Lou Henson to be like. You know, what I mean, a lot of guys that it's it's more of a business than it is a, a than it is a business relationship. You know, remember we come we come from a a an unknown culture where our episiology and axiology is about relationships. Your family, my family, we're about being together as a family. A lot of times everybody else is about business and it is a business, but you want to have a relationship with these young men because there is basketball after life. Basketball don't last forever. Look at what we're doing right now. Exactly. You know what I mean? We can't play no more. I ain't even trying to play. I've played twice in 10 years. I ain't right. trying to play. You know? Hey, Mark, I, I want to walk around with the best of them, though. That's right. Hey, I, I got something for you, though, man. This is when I came home from college myself. I bought this game, Sega Genesis. So everybody used to come to my house and play it, right? And there was this guy on there named Mark Macon that played for Temple. And my boy used to do this trick shot with you. And it never missed. I'm talking about he run off 40 of them in a row. Did you know that? No. I never listen, I never played any basketball games. Like oh, video wow. games, no, man. My game was I might have played Sega Genesis. I was gonna either play uh it was Coach K. No, I didn't I didn't play no sport games, man. I didn't play football or basketball. Only thing I played with sports was the Olympics. Other, oh, than, wow. that, other than that, man, I was playing uh what you call it? That Metal Gear joint and Mission Impossible and Resident Evil. Uh-huh. Those are my games. Games you had to think, you know, right, you right. find find how to kill this monster. And when I couldn't kill him, I had to make sure I saved it and go back so I can come back and kill him again, get the right kind. Of, but I played no sports, man. None. I didn't yeah, know anything you, about you, you didn't know you was on Coach K. You might need to go check that bag. Hey, <laughs> dude, <laughs> dude, you used to average 40 on that joint. I swear, man, everybody was no. going to get you first. That's no, no lie. No, I never, I never, I never played any any sport games, man. Nope, never. Okay, all right. So let's 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 keep let's keep it on tempo for a minute, Mark. uh, About your freshman year, Uh, what was that like? Did did the coach give you the green light, or he was just saying, Mark, when you out there, just do you? I mean, how what was that? What was that relationship on the court like? It was, you know what? It was, it was an easy transition. I came in to be a scorer, playing some. I, I came in. I felt, uh, I filled in for Nate Blackwell when he left. So I was moving right in that position of being the scorer. I didn't think guys didn't know how I would be, you know what I mean? Until they, until they saw me at practice and that kind of stuff. I knew I was going to get shots. I didn't know how many. I knew it was going to be quite a few, you know what I mean? But. I didn't think it would be 20, 25 shots a game. I knew it was going to be a few. But it ended up being that way because I was what was considered what guys don't have. I was a breakdown player. I was a guy that can get my own shot. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So towards the end of the clock, 
I had the ball in my hand. And it was my job to score. You see, it was my job to get that ball in the basket and do that. And my freshman year, which made what made it so easy, and I'm gonna give you two stories. What made it easy is because I had veterans on the team. The second is after I think the first couple games, everybody was trying to interview me. And then he came to me and said, Mark, you can't talk no more. No freshman can, can speak. And I said, Coach, thanks. So all I had to do was focus on basketball. That's all I had to do. And I didn't get hollered at much, but I did get hollered at a couple of times. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Because I tell my guys, because they always say I was, you know, I was the, uh, you know, I say, coaches, coaches guy. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. Oh, listen, when they made mistakes, my job was never to make that mistake. I'm not going to do what you did. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. I'm trying to be perfect out here. So I wasn't trying to make, I wasn't trying to get a holiday because I didn't see them holiday guys for two and a half hours straight. <laughs> I swear to you, Marcus, for two and a half hours, he would, he talked about my point guard for two and a half hours straight. Wow. Straight. Wow. No chaser. No chaser. That's crazy. That's crazy. That's crazy. Uh, two and a half hours straight, man. And I've seen him do it plenty of times. My whole four years there. Just kill a guy. And, it, and we called a guy going in the bubble when he couldn't do nothing right. Oh. We just saw he in the bubble. He can't do nothing right. He turned the ball over in practice. He's doing everything. He can't do nothing right. And he killed him after he had a game where he had like maybe 15, 16, 15, 16 assists and two turnovers. Uh-huh. Dang. That's a great game for a point Hell, guard. Yeah, yeah it he is. Murdered him, man. He murdered him. <laughs> After that game, practice. too? A game like that, the next day in practice. I mean, murdered him, man. I mean, it's for two and a half hours. Period. From the time he stepped into practice to the time we left. Wow. Oh, man, that's... This is the stuff I'm giving y'all that I shouldn't be giving y'all. At, ah. at the end of practice, he's like, you know, in the circle. This is, we always get in the circle, he talks. He say, I hope you have seven babies, all girls. <laughs> I mean, that, that kind of stuff, you know what I mean? So, but that that's the kind of stuff that, that happened. But again, my freshman year, man, was I thought it was it was great because I just got a chance to play. I got a chance to play and I got a chance to learn. I really did. There was there was nothing, there was nothing I had to do other than put that ball in the basket and defend and learn the system. And you did that, boy. You yeah, put you that did. ball in the basket, boy. Now, tell tell some of our listeners, because I think you told me this before, that y'all practices at what, at what time? We had to be on the floor, on the floor and ready to go at 5 that 5.30, you had to be on the floor and ready to play. I, mean, I ain't talking about coming out, the, coming out the locker room, coming out the – out the uh, equipment room, coming out the training room. No, you had to be on the floor at 5.30, ready to go. Now, is that in the morning or in That's the evening? 5.30 a.m. See that? I woke, up, <laughs> I woke up every morning at 4.15 like a zombie. Boom, got up, brushed my teeth, washed my face, and I was walking to the gym. 5.30 a.m. 5.30 a.m. in the morning. I Most mean, college coaches did that. Huh? I mean, a lot of programs uh, – had practice no, that early, like no, in the SWAT, they, they did. No, we didn't. We yeah, didn't practice in the SWAT because they was they they were training. They had to share the gym with everybody. Right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We, did, we didn't have those practices like that, man. We, we may have. Right. We might have one, but we didn't have practice like that. And that came that came from his upbringing because he had to get up and he had to uh, 
he had to do his chores early in the morning. His mom made him do his chores early in the morning. So, and he's and his theory was, if you can play in the morning, you can play at any time of day. You know, wow. You can play in the morning, you can play any time of day. And, and that's what we did. And, wow. but, but check this out though. Excuse me. Uh-huh. In doing that, if you didn't have early morning classes, then you was fine. Like my first year, my first semester, we would finish practice at eight. You got to get, get a shower, get to the cab, get something to eat. And I had classes at 8.30. Wow. Uh, that's my first semester. That was the only semester that happened. <laughs> that was the only semester. Then we had we had study hall every day from 4.30 to 6 in the evening. From 4.36, I say I can't say every day. From Monday to Thursday, we had study hall from 4.30 to 6. Then death day. So after the first semester, had I gone another semester getting 8.30 classes, I would not be talking to y'all right now. Wow. I'd probably be I'd probably be on the railroad <laughs> or doing something. But I end up doing my own classes. My uh the academic advisor would give me the class and I would I would set my own schedule. I didn't have a class for the next three and a half years. Before 12 o'clock, never on Monday and never on Friday. For the wow. next three and a half years, I did my own schedule. So I had a long weekend. So it gave me time to be in the gym and that kind of stuff. That was my freshman year. That was my that was the first semester. So you, you're talking about from, from August to December. That was having practice. You figured it out. Up. Yeah. And there, and there were there were times, man, there were times that we would come home from a game and we go straight to the gym because he was pissed. We come on like we played, I think we played, we played George Washington. We beat him. But we had like a, a, a terrible game. We get back at like 12, 1 o'clock. Bus ride. We get straight off the bus, go straight to the gym and practice for two and a half hours. And then you got to get up and go to class. So that's man. what he was about. Man, every time I think about your coach, man, I just see somebody that really, truly cares about his players. Yeah. I remember that incident with with Calipari, man, when he he went at him <laughs> so bad in the and in, in that media room, man, and yeah. and I was like, I'm watching it because I'm like, he cares about his players, man. You don't yeah. mess with my players, you know. Yeah. You can do whatever. Yeah. Don't cheat me. You're gonna beat me fair and square. You can beat me, but don't cheat me, man. He yeah. was going off. That and that's that's the that was the second time. The first time was my my junior year, I think, my junior year, and we were playing them down there. And uh, we had won the game, and something was going on. There was some shot clock, something going on, and Calipari kind of came in our huddle, then walked out. And I don't know what he was doing at the, at the scores table. By this time, you know, there wasn't really no replays, nothing like that. He came back, and Coach grabbed him by the neck. You mother put him out <laughs> You know what I mean? That kind of thing. So the game ended up going overtime. We won the game in overtime, and then you, then you, then you come back. You, you, you go back or you fast forward to the future, and you see that, and it's the same thing. Now they were a good team back then. They were a good team. Uh, Mass was a good team. They and Temple just couldn't beat them during that time. They had Eddie and Aaron and those kind of guys. They couldn't beat Mass at all. And wow. it was one of those games where, you know, he just felt like. Calipari was was doing something, man. And he just went at him. But the greatest thing about that, what people don't know, they are the they are the best of friends. Anytime something went on, 
the first person that called him was Calipari. Anytime anything happened, the first person that called coach was Calipari. And Calipari came to our practice this year, man, just showed up. That's the media. You know that, Mark. The media yeah, wants to make it, you know, crazy. That's why me and Robert started this show, man, All Ball Chicago. We wanted to enlighten people on some positive stuff, not, you know, the negative. So that's good. That's good. I'm glad you shared that story because me looking at it, it, look, it looks like they're not friends, you know, like. Yeah, yeah they're they the best friends. Man. Yeah. I, done seen, I done seen this square up a few times. A few times at half court, you know, the old school joint. <laughs> You know, and that's because like, they love what they do, man. Listen, I'm that's like, what the hell? What is he doing? I'm like, he about to go in somebody's mouth. Like, this is crazy. <laughs> you know what I mean? The Jack Johnson joint. I'm talking about, oh, you mother. You know? <laughs> but man, it's, that's my guy, man. Yeah, man. So, so and then now it's time for you to, you know, I mean, you was on the cover of Sports Illustrated. You got all type of scoring records. You the all time leading scorer. At, I think you you still you still still have that record at Temple, right? Yeah. All time. yeah. Leading score in Temple's history. Um, you you was all on all type of all conference, all all American lists and all that, man. And now it's time for you to put your name and get into that NBA draft and 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 and, and be a lottery pick um, and get selected by the team that I was I was at. Here it is again. We we back exactly. together again. You know exactly. so. Uh, how how was that? How was that feeling, man? Being a a, a lottery pick, you know, uh, and getting drafted so high in the draft, and then uh, becoming a part of an NBA team, and 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 what it was like that that first game, you know, because I know my experience was, you know, could be a little bit different than your experience, man. But tell some of our listeners how that, you know, that that transition to from college to the NBA is. Well. Becoming a lottery pick was, you know, it was breathtaking. You know, for the first few minutes when they called my name, I, I didn't breathe at all. You know, then I had to gather myself and get my composure. And then it, again, from, from that point on, it was it was all business. Remember, I, didn't, I wasn't in training camp. So I didn't come to training camp. I think it was like two days before we had our first game. And I don't remember, I don't remember who we played. I don't know if it was Golden State or if it was uh, – Portland. I know that, that was our first two games, though. Yeah. And so I was nervous as crap. I was nervous, but I was this kind of cat that was very, very serious in the beginning. You know what I mean? I was very serious. I was I was tensed uh, in that nervousness. But when I hit the floor, it was business, man. It was, it was straight business. And I don't know who we – if we played – Golden State, I knew I was guarding. At the time, I was guarding Chris Mullins and uh, Richmond. Richmond was still on the team there. Yep, Mitch, Mitch was there, yep. And I was guarding those two. And whoever I was guarding didn't score many points. So, and then the, then the next game, if it wasn't, I know it was Portland, and I just remember catching a whole lot of bowls from, uh, <laughs> from Clyde. I remember, and, and, and you know, back then, as a rookie, you couldn't say nothing. Right. You couldn't say nothing. I mean, you you didn't talk, you didn't you didn't talk back, and you didn't get no calls. You know, you didn't get no calls, you didn't get nothing. So I just took my lumps. He didn't score many points that game. You know what I mean? And I just again I was there, man. I just felt like I could play. You know, and it was it was for me it was difficult because again, I hadn't come to training camp. I was training, but I didn't have that kind of 
you know, that kind of training. I was playing in some, I was playing in some felines. So, <laughs> you know I, mean? I had on some felines. They told me I was wearing space shoes. You know, that kind of thing. you know, I had a crazy box. So, you know, I, you know, I was with my boys. You know, you had that Philly. You had that Philly box, baby. Yeah, you know, you know. I think the icebreaker for me, Marcus, it was Caddy. Caddy. It was Caddy, man. Caddy was like, man, Rook, stop being so tense, man. You know, loosen up. So uh -huh. they, they didn't know I was a jokester. So it was from that point on, it was click. You know, yep. I became I became the funny man then because y'all guys don't know. I can I play a whole lot of dozens. Yeah, <laughs> a whole lot of them. You know what I mean? And and, and it became fun. It became fun. I, I think, I think my rookie, my rookie year for me, I think it was my best year. And the reason I say that because of because of Westhead, man. Westhead just let us play. He said, yeah. if you, I remember him saying, man, if you can take them, take them. You know, his thing was about scoring. He said, if you can take them, take them. I'm like, what? I'm about to go. You know, I, and again, oh, I was kind of, you know, I, we weren't winning, but I think for him. He, he just let guys play, man. He let guys play. We didn't have the greatest talent in the world. You know what I mean? We were, we were up there in, in, in no air land. You know, we right. had Tim Bay who could barely talk. You know what I mean? We had, we had my man, my crew. You know, yeah. we, had, we had Winston. We had you. It was, uh, it was uh, Scott Hastings and, and Joe Wolf, Caddy. Reggie. We had Reggie. Russ. Yeah. We called Russ. Reggie. Yeah. We had... We had the Greyhound. Who else we had? Uh, I think was wasn't Tr Dunn on that team too? No, we had we had uh, we had uh, your boy Jerome Lane. Jerome Lane, yeah. Jerome, Jerome Lane. Lane. The, the Greyhound. Old school yeah. Greyhound. Yeah, yeah. Walter, Walter Davis. Walter Davis. All right hand could get a jump off anytime he wanted to. Yeah. All right. All right hand, man. But I think by our second season, I don't know if it was the first season or second season, but uh, we've been in in practice. And we get ready to run, and Greyhound tell the coach, "Listen, you want the game, or you want to practice?" I told that story before, man. I, it's crazy that you hey, remember because I hey. remember, I remember that. Listen, he said, "You want the game, or you want to practice." Coach, like, I want the game. He go to the locker room get some ice, man. Yeah, no running, man. We we had a ball, man. I. I I just, I enjoyed, man, I enjoyed that time, Marcus, because, again, let me go back to what I said earlier when we talked about the coaches. Okay. We were used to being families, man. We were mm -hmm. used to being family. I mean, that team was my family. You know, I loved the guys. It didn't have to do anything with the coaches. I loved the guys. I had to learn the business of the game. I had to learn, you know, these guys are now, they're about statistics. My thing, I don't care nothing about stats. I'm either going to score or we try, we're trying to win. Right. I didn't care whether I had 20 points and 40 shots. I didn't care nothing about how many times I shot the ball. I was trying to score and win. But again, that that made me change who I was in order to stay on the floor. Coming into my second year before we got traded, Marcus, uh, I think that and we did a lot of stuff together, man. We got yeah. traded together, too. <laughs> before, before we got traded, like I had to change who I, I thought who I was as a player in order to stay on the floor. I was a scorer who would defend. I didn't care about that kind of thing. I just wanted to win games. But in order for me to stay on the floor, I had to defend. I didn't care about scoring. I, was, I can tell guys, man, listen, they was throwing me the ball with three seconds left. I'm shooting. What the hell? Right. Why not? 
you give it to me, you want me to shoot it. You know, but you go back and you look at people writing stuff in the paper, people talking to you and all this kind of stuff. Oh, man, you shooting such and such percent. I didn't care, man. I didn't care at all if I was shooting 20%. Right. I didn't care. But at the end of the it's killing the game, game, right? But that's no, that's when the game, that's when the game became it became statistics and it became business. You had to really think in that matter, man. It was about if you scored 15, 15 points a game, you was good. Mm-hmm. Just imagine, just imagine, just imagine I averaged a steal per minute I was in the game if I played normally. And end up making the second team all rookie and all that kind of stuff. I thought my again my rookie season was my best season. Coming into the next year, it was about stats. So I say, well, enough for me to stay on the floor. I'm just going. I'm a guard. I'm just going to guard, man. You know, I didn't. I knew Ty Lichty could play, but that was just Ty Lichty. He was a strong guy with a crazy looking jump shot. Mm-hmm. Sport in the sport, Billy. You know, cap, but. Mm-hmm. He was my guy. I liked him. We had we had on the team. We had uh, this guy went to uh, oh man, I can't. He was my man too. Farmer. Tom, Tom from from Georgia Tech. Oh, Tom ha- Tommy Hammond. Tom, Tommy Hammond. He was on the squad with us, and uh, AC Cook was on the squad. Yep, AC Cook, Anthony Cook. AC Cook was on the squad. AC Cook ended up getting he got traded our rookie season. Ended yeah. up getting traded or let go, I think. So, I mean, just those kinds of guys, man. And again, I knew I was I was coming at the Ty Lickie spot. That was just my thing. I just wanted his spot. I wanted his spot. And I was going to do whatever I had to do to stay on the floor and get a spot because I know guys, they were in the score and they went in the garden. Yeah. The score, you know. so, yeah. Yeah. And I know them mosquitoes out there getting you, man. So we go. Oh, no, we gonna... I'm, good, I'm good, man. Okay. I'm good, man. I'm, I'm good, man. It's, I'm out in nature, man. I'm all right. Nature. All right. So it's I don't want the good. mosquitoes all it's biting you up, man. It's still light back here, man. The sun is back that way. The moon is up here was somewhere. Okay. All right. All right. So what 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 you up to now, Mark? Uh what what are you what are you doing now? Well, I am the chief of staff at Temple University. So I did my first gen of coaching at Temple in, from 2003 2006. Then I went to Georgia State. From Georgia State, I went to uh Binghamton, up in upstate New York, Bingham University. From there, I uh sat for a minute. And now, as of last year, on my birthday, I was hired at Temple as the chief of staff, assistant to the head coach, which is more of, you know, it's, it's more of a job of making sure that guys are, are, are in place. And my coach, my head coach is, was my, he was my young guy. Oh, Aaron yeah. McKee was, I mentored, kind of mentored him. And he was like my brother, you know what I mean, before he came to school, that kind of thing. And, and so he ended up giving me a job, man. And and making me his assistant more so than anything. And, and I, again, I mentor the players. I mentor for me, I call it mentoring the coaches because I'm the oldest guy on the team. I'm the oldest guy on the staff. You know what I mean? Right. And so, and then, I, then you have your, you have your jobs who you deal with certain people you deal with. That's, that's a part of the staff as well, man. But we're a family, man. And, and Marcus, he's like, he's just like, coach, man. He, he's, he's really caring, man. He really loves those guys, man. And, and, and I applaud him. I tell him all the time how proud of him I am, man. I'm, I'm just proud of him because you see, you see a guy who's a, who's the, who's the sixth man of the year. You know what I mean? He was the second leading scorer on the team when they had AI. You see that kind of thing, and and he's he's for me he's just a he's a 
he's a top-notch dude, man. He's a top-notch dude. And he loves he loves the players, man. And you don't find that you don't find that in young men. You know what I mean? He's 47 years old. You don't find that in young men. You don't find that man, guys who really, really care about the players as a head coach. You know what I mean? You got him. I'm, I'm, I'm glad we get more of us in head coaching positions because we do care. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? We really do care for these young men, but we need these young men. We need our young men to know that we care. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and not just be looking, oh, I'm just going to go ahead and go to the pros. No. Basketball going to stop, man. It's going to mm-hmm. stop sooner or later. Get everything you can from these coaches because these coaches are, are, are teaching guys about life. They teach, especially him. He's been he's been there. He played Daniel 13 years in the league, man. Right. You can't, but, that, you can't, but, but can't Mark, that but Mark, that goes to show you again what Cheney instilled in you guys. Yeah, you, don't, you don't see too many coaches uh like a Aaron McKee who says, you know what, Mark Macon is a part of this institution. He 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 saw a lot of uh the struggles that we had. We need someone like that to be a part of our organization. Y'all take heed to that word, man. Brother, brotherly love, that brother love that you guys oh. are giving, you know, like Philadelphia is known for. And yeah, man, yeah. Not right now. There's a, a lot of brotherly uh, looting going on, but, uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, but, 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 but being, being, being truthful, it is, man. Like we are, I was the baby on, on, on my team. And we all still are on uh, group chats right now. You know, they, they may be listening to this. They may be group chatting right now. But with Aaron and them, I was like the elder guy. So we all were, were always giving back. We, it was our job to come back and play with those guys when they were in college. We always came back. We always came back so they can see what we were doing and they can see where you can go. You know what I mean? We had, at that time, we had myself, Timmy was a pro. Dwayne was a pro. Uh, you had Ramon, who played a year or so in the, in, the, in the league. And at the time, you had Donald, who came out with me. And we would always come back and play, man. Then Nate would come back and play. My first game ever playing at Temple, I played I played against Terrence Stansberry. You know, so those guys always came and gave back. And it kind of after, after, I think, 2007, it kind of lapsed. You know what I mean? Guys weren't coming back to school. And coach had coach was gone there, but guys weren't coming back and giving, giving back, man. And like six of the seven guys on our staff are Temple guys. Mm-hmm. You know, three of us. Aaron, Aaron was supposed to play with me, but he was prop forty-eight. You know, another thing that coach was fighting for, prop forty-eight, forty-two. He played with Jason Ivy, who's our, who's our uh, director of player personnel. He played with him. When Aaron was a junior, senior, he was a freshman, sophomore. So he's a part of our staff. Uh, we got a player that I coach is one of the assistant coaches on the staff when I was at Temple, uh, Chris Clark. Uh, we got Monte Ross, who played in the summer league with us and, with, and grew up with Aaron, who was uh, a <laughs> coach at, coach at uh, St. Joe's and, and ended up coaching Delaware for a, for a moment. And then we got Jim uh, Finnerty who's assistant coach, uh, who graduated from Temple. He was a, uh, he was a grad assistant and assistant at Temple came on. So, and then our, 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 our film guy is a Temple grad. So, wow. You know, it's, that's all family, man. It's all love. Our, uh, our DOB is a Temple grad. Director of basketball ops, DBO. He, 
he's a Temple grad. He's a Temple grad, and he was he was at school when I was coaching there. But we end up le- I end up leaving at in 2006. So we all it's, it's just family, man. We and we talk we talk once or twice a week on the Zoom. You know what I mean? And we talk with our players, man, and and we we're trying to instill in them that togetherness, that team together is what my my team was called. We were team together. Now with us, it's still team together, but it's all in. We got to be all in. Mm-hmm. You know, we want all our guys to be all in, being being able to do what we need you to do at any time. We all in. That's oh. real. And, and Robert, Robert got a son, man. I'm gonna say because Robert usually, you know, talk about his kids, man. He has, you know, he had, he got what six of them, Bob? I got six kids, man. I got five sons, though. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah, that man. Awesome. And I got two sons that's in college right now. One that's in the JUCO. He just had a great year. He's the same size as you, six four score, dude, man. Uh, he had a great year. He averaged 18, 4.8, and um, 2.1 assists. He shot 46 percent from the field. 42 okay. to 63. He can do it, man. He can score with both hands, man. You ought to take a look at him when you get a chance. That's what, well, I, I can't look, but I definitely can give it to the coaches. That's what's up, it. man. Throw, I appreciate that, Liv. I can't recruit. I got to throw my out recruiting. I'm the chief oh. of staff. Right, chief of staff. right. You know right. Staff. All ball, man. Yeah. Appreciate yeah. the love, though, Liv. Oh, man. No, That's no, awesome, definitely. dude. Awesome, no, man. definitely, man. You know, we, we just, like, with us, we want players that, that match who we are as 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 people and as players as well you know you always want the best players but you also want guys who have good character guys who have this mm-hmm. you don't find that much man mm-hmm. you know you got a lot of guys that perpetrate having heart right but don't have heart you know they right. tough they tough with this right you, tough you hit that floor going back right. to guys who want to compete you right know, going back to guys who want to just get at it. okay all right coach no i got it I got him. Well, he's six eight. You six two. Oh, that's okay. I got it. He like Patrick Beverly, you. Yeah, he put that thing on the floor. I got it. That's mine. You know, mm-hmm. I'm up in it. So, those kinds of things, man. Yeah. Hey, what did you think about Patrick Beverly guarding KD last year? Wasn't that funny? Yeah, I, I, listen, I love it, man. Because he just he just gets you in a tip. You got to be the kind of guy that just ain't talking to Pat, man. <laughs> <laughs> because as soon as you talk to him, he got. They say he averaged 38 in high school, didn't they live? Oh, he yeah. did. He did. Yeah, he, was a, he was that guy. I know that look again, I know the guy's history, man. I'm listen, I know the history, <laughs> I know what he did in the street, I know all of it. It's all good, bro. Because he because he came out of all yeah, that. yeah. And he made yeah, himself he was, something. Uh, he made himself something, man. Yeah, he, he made did. Right. You know, and, and he went to Arkansas. Was it Arkansas, Alabama? Arkansas. He went there. Didn't know too much of him. Bam, he on the scene. He getting it. You know what I mean? And he is a and he is a key part to that team. He's a key part to that team. Right. Makes them makes them go defensively when they got guys who can guard. You got three right. guys up there, man, that you can switch on four guys, really, because Patrick can play anybody. Yeah, right. you got him, you got Paul, and you got Kawhi that are starting pretty much, and then you got guys coming off the bench that can do the same thing. Yeah, they get out there yeah. and guard, which which made them a great team. Now I don't know if they was gonna beat. The Lakers in a series, but it was gonna be a hell of a series. And it hey, might look, be in all when the when the uh when, when the Clippers got that uh, Morris boy shoot, the Lakers was like, forget that, give me his brother. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. no, definitely guys, man. Definitely guys. They come, they they're in our gym, man. They come to our gym and they practice, you know, or play with our guys. They don't practice, they'll come and they play with our guys, man. And uh 
and just they again they come home, man. And that's what ball was about. Mark, right. you, you know, man, you know when we played and when you was in college, man, you came home and you played with guys, man. That don't happen no more. You don't see no. guys on the court. You don't see guys. These guys, this is what we call them. They three garage guys, three car garage guys, man. <laughs> they, they, they got every like everybody got these workout gurus and everything, but they don't want to go get it, man. I'm like mm-hmm. Jordan when Jordan told his guy, "No gimmicks, man. No gimmicks. Right. No gimmicks, man. Let's get it. Let's get this thing north and south. We gonna practice fundamentals. We gonna do this thing, man. And I'm gonna get back. Mm-hmm. We ain't gonna go between our legs and our mouth, out our ass, all that kind of stuff. <laughs> right, 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 <laughs> you know right. I mean? Show me how to get this ball to the basket in two dribbles. Show me how to get get my shot off in two dribbles. You know, right. that kind of stuff, man, playing rough house or, or 21 with two dribbles. No, we only got two. You got two dribbles. You got, I'm yeah. telling you, let me tell you this last story before I get out, get out of here. Okay. I know y'all got to let me go because I'm going to go in here and eat me an apple and I'm going to bed. <laughs> Dude, about five years ago, I'm jogging, right? down in my neighborhood. So I stop, I see these guys, they playing rough house. So I come out, I said, can I get in? So I started playing. I ain't played no basketball at all. I started playing, I'm playing, they scoring and scoring. So I'm like, okay, we're going, to, we're going to 45. That's what the game is going to. So I get, boom, boom, I get 40, 42, 43, 44, and I, I, I make 44 and I miss 45. So now I got to go back to 37. Mm. I got to go back to 37. So I'll go back to 37. This guy get the ball, man. He gets the ball, and you know where the end line is on the baseline. You know, we, we usually take the ball back out to the three. He get the ball on the baseline. We got him trapped up in there, me and another guy. He step out of bounds and reset the play. <laughs> I'm like, hold up, man. Hell no. Like, what are you doing, man? What's going on? Oh, no, that's what we, we do that. We can reset the play. I'm like, huh? Right. I'm telling you, man. So he get the ball back. He missing all this kind of stuff. A little young guy get the ball, right? And the young guy doing his thing. He can't really play this little guy. Dribbles the ball, picks it up, and takes a couple times. They call travel. I'm like, oh no, that's his ball, man. We don't call no travel in in rough house. Right. right. Ain't no fouls. Ain't no travel. Ain't no, no calls. So so check this out now. I'm winning the game again. I go back to 37. <laughs> They were all scoring. I done came in late. So they all scoring. And a guy shoots a three. Troop hits a three and said, game. I'm like, huh? I was like, yeah, game. I was like, I was like shoot threes? A three-pointer? He's like, yeah. I was like, how the hell does that happen? He's like, yeah, the guy, the guy that hits the first shot makes the rules. I'm like, what? Wow. You don't shoot no threes. Listen, I left. I left and jogged to the crib, right? So the next day, I'm running again. And I see one of the guys that was playing. I was like, man, listen. I was like, man, how y'all play Rough House, man? I was like, y'all call fouls? Y'all call travel? I was like, ain't no calls in Rough House. Where the hell do y'all get this from, man? <laughs> Making up their own rules. Man, how do you, how do you, how do you, how do you reset the ball, man? You step out of bounds and reset. Who does that? You should have just threw the ball off the two point nine, chased that joint, and got it. Exactly. I'm like, what the? I'm telling you, man, different game. That was the different. last time I played basketball. 
Wow. Last time I played, I played oh, basketball God. twice in 10 years. I played basketball twice in 10 years. Uh, I shoot every now and then, and I walk and I run. I can walk and run with the best of them. Yeah. Man, we had, a, we had another good one, man, on All Ball Chicago. My main man, Mark Macon. Man, Shake it, make it, baby. Down, baby. Martin Luther King, baby. That's right, Down, baby. That's right, baby. That's right, man. So, Mark, man, me and Bobby, man, we really enjoyed this, man. And I hope that, you know, some of our listeners, man, will take something from it, from this, man, because we always try to drop some knowledge, man, and help some parent that may have a kid that want to get involved in the sport. Uh, and we always try to bring special guests on like yourself uh, to drop, uh, drop some knowledge. And hopefully, man, we touch someone tonight, man. And uh, with that, before we get off uh, i definitely want to say man let's all stick together man we we, we losing a lot of people man especially us colored people we losing a lot of us yes, man sir. and uh we have to we have to stay together man and and, and also we must eat right man so eat right no exercise and um and uh, that's 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 do the right thing man do the right thing yes sir mark let me let me end man by saying if if those people are out listening and, and you want your children to get involved in sports Use the sport. Don't let the sport use you. Get everything you can out of it, especially when it when it when it deals with education. I know you're going you're going to the school to play the sport, but garner as much information and education as you can. You know, my pop used to always tell me, they can take everything away from you, but they can't take what you learn. You know what I mean? And that that drove me into getting a degree in college because I could have left school every year. I just mm -hmm. chose not, I, I just chose not to. So I, I garnered, now they starting to bite the hell out of me, but I garnered everything I can, man. And, and again, you said something about eating. That's that's definitely important in this time and age because, you know, all of us are on, on have, have, have grown up, especially these young people now today, have grown up on a lot of processed stuff, man, and stuff that takes the energy away from them. You know, I think we need to get back to eating like our grandparents ate, you mm -hmm. know, a lot of vegetables, you know, you can have your meats and stuff like that, but having some some vegetables on your plate and those kinds of things, man, and drinking enough water. And again, I'm doing I'm doing all food. I'm doing all apples. I've been doing all apples for the last three days, and I'm going until these three bags of apples are gone. And then I'm gonna, I'm gonna go to doing some strawberries. When the strawberries gone, I'm gonna do some lemons. That's all I'm doing for now. You know, what I mean, wait a minute. Like, that's all you. That's all you eat. All all I'm doing is eating apples and, and drinking tea, man.
what happens is they touch your body or they go in your mouth and your body can can then create an antigen for it. Mm -hmm. So now when you when it hits you hard in the winter, your body can help fight it off. Mm -hmm. So we need each other. When we when we close each other in, your body is like the boy in the bubble. He's never he was never he never was around disease. As soon as he got out in the air, he ended up getting a disease and dying. Yeah. That's Thing, that's the same thing about being quarantined does you. You should get out the side or you should open the window and breathe some air, man. Breathe some air. There we go. Professor Professor Mark Macon. <laughs> Mark Macon, I'm gonna be in touch about my son to your staff, not you. No, you can you can send you can send me send me send me an email at um mark.macon at temple.edu and I'll I'll forward it to my coaching staff. Absolutely, man. And thanks for the plug, Marcus Levy. Another successful Edition of All Ball Chicago. I'm your co-host, Robert Bobby Reed. I got the legend, Marcus Libby. Shaking big Mark making. What you got, Lib? Man, it's time for me to unlace the shoes, man. We out of here. Mark, Peace, I big love bar. you, man. I love, love you, too, bro. Make sure you later. tell moms I said hi. Will do, bro. All right, later. later. God bless, brother. Man. We just keep getting them back to back, man. Like, Let's go, big like, fella. Like, like, I know. It's like, we don't want to stop this, man. We don't oh. want to stop this train, man. All ball Chicago. No. We don't want to stop it. Uh, no. and, and it's going to continue, man. Finger rolls. Finger rolls. <laughs> finger rolls. Handles, you know. <laughs> it's going to continue, man. We we own, we own something, man. And, um. Uh, and, and, and I really appreciate all our listeners. I know we don't get a, a chance to really uh, shout out a lot of our listeners, man. Uh, but Brian, uh, my man, Brian Williams, Greg Seller, my man, Kim, uh, Marcus E. Carroll out in Houston, Texas, man. Thanks for uh, tuning in to us all the time. Make sure you guys go over to our YouTube channel, too, uh, and subscribe to that, man. We trying to we trying to do big things, man. And uh, we definitely need you guys' support on that too so make sure you go to the youtube channel it's uh all ball chicago on youtube so uh check that out what you got rob oh man i'm i'm really at a loss of words and i was really just sucking it in tonight man great show man and i'm, I'm chilling the most man man it makes <laughs> this these guys man and we definitely we definitely got to get uh i want i would love to get patrick beverly on man uh because uh, I, I think I think Patrick Beverly is is is, uh, is real nice, man, and and we need to make it funky. We don't own the rights, baby, but we up out of here. Peace, baby. Peace, boy. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.